afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about the ultimate question. Well, maybe not the ultimate question, but the question that brides typically ask themselves after the ultimate question, what am I going to wear? Because with all the different kinds of fabrics and styles and cuts out there, that answer is almost like overwhelming. But our guest today has been making a livelihood of helping people find that answer. Um, but before I introduce him, because you probably know who he is, Monty Durham from Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta. But before I introduce him, let me introduce my co-host, Marcy Gutenberg with an Affair to Remember by Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Hello. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> I am so freaking excited. I can't Big, very you. exciting day today. It really is. And you know, the thing is, is that we got to talk to him a little bit before we went live and he's just such a lovely human being. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that no grass grows under this man's feet. None. Because... <laughs> It is crazy how much, I mean, I was doing a deep dive into like what's happening behind the scenes with him and the, so the, much. he's got so much going on. So let's bring him on. All right. Monty Durham. Hello. Hey, Welcome. everyone. Hello, oh, Monty. Um, so tell me, has it really been that cold down there? You're in Florida, right? Shit, yes. it's not cold. Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> are the iguanas? Are the are the iguanas really falling out of the trees? Well, so that happened like a month ago. So they they call it um, iguana thunder. And so what happens is, once the temperature hits like 50 degrees or below, they start like uh, hibernating, and so they fall out of the trees onto your ceiling and onto the, the flower. Yeah, whatever. There's just some things not everybody needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I'm aware of it now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, so are you in Alexandria? Are, is I, that where you uh, are right, right now? Yeah, yeah, right outside of historic uh, Old Town Alexandria. You know, right. Down the road a little bit. Well, because I know that's, that, that's where your store is, that you, yeah. you're – you know, your main store, which is it called Monty, M-O-N-T-E? Yeah, Salon Monty. And unfortunately, I didn't do a very good planning with the architect we were thinking. So the header on the building, it's a corner building. Um, there's not enough room to put Salon. Salon usually sets above the M and then it's Monty, right? The logo. Right. Um, right. So now the building, when you come around the corner, it just says Monty. <laughs> It's a damn That's all you need. So people walk by. People walk by. It's a very small boutique. We offer right. concierge service. But anyway, um, people walk by and can't figure out: is it a decorating store? Is it you know what it is? And before we revealed that it was going to be a hair salon, I had right. the windows covered, and it just said, "See y'all in September." And I wrote my <laughs> so people start applying to be wedding consultants. They thought I was opening a bridal shop. Well, because you opened uh, that September 12th of 2020, right? Yes, to a lot of fanfare, I have to tell you, in the midst. And we opened, there's a couple of things that were going on. Unfortunately, my father passed away two weeks prior. That sucks. So, yeah. So if you back that out, what I was dealing with, with that, right? right. And then we open up um, two days before uh, the guy painting the ceiling because I wanted a red one. And clients now tell me when they lay back to get shampooed, it's like... Looking under a Christian Louboutin shoe. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I had a flood in the salon and then there was no water the night before we opened, but we got it all done. But we opened during COVID at the yeah. high COVID. That's what I'm saying. Is you opened during COVID. Yeah. Oh, and then the I mean, yeah. are you crazy? I mean, nobody else would have said, oh, you know what? Let's do a brand new store. Okay. During COVID everybody. Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's, you know, I mean, and you were like, okay, yes, let's do this. Let's do right. a, a store opening because I, you know, and I think that maybe that you were thinking ahead of, uh, of the curve because we were all getting tired of sitting in our pajamas yeah. watching, you know, say yes to the dress Atlanta. And, and so like, you were like, oh, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go right. to this new store. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Our first quarter was our last quarter and successfully we were way over our projections. So um, we, we, we treaded gingerly there, but our success was inside the salon. We're divided into like 
cubicles. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're a slum, we talk some very personal things. Not only right. your hair, your marriage, the baby, the children, the husband, the affairs. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure, and I'm in a private room in the back, so I don't get all the juice until the end of the night. But um, so we were able to run efficiently and comfortably, effectively and healthily all through COVID. So that kept, that made a huge difference for us. So we didn't have to bring in the plexi shields. We right. didn't do any of that. So let me, uh, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to reverse a little bit because obviously, oh, you know, Marcy, you're we're in trouble now. I know, I know. Well, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, obviously you're, you're well known because of say yes to the dress right. Atlanta because, you know, and as a, as a, an event planner, I don't know when I even have time to, to, to talk to anybody, much less try to do a TV show. How did that all come about? How did you like go from doing your thing? Because, you know, it, it, I, when I was reading your 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 uh, bio, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing written about me. I'm beginning to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that you you have a pretty good bio before yeah, say yeah. yes to the dress. That's what I'm no, saying. Is that no. were you? So were you working in some random shop and somebody came in and said, "Hey, you'd look good on TV," and you're <laughs> no. like, "Good for you. I'm not 20. Screw you." Okay. Wow. Well, first of all, I've never been told I'd look good on anything. <laughs> uh, maybe you know, a dollar bill or something. Go, you know, I'm just there's saying. There's a few things, but I'm going to keep that personal. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so anyway, what happened? I was a trunk show representative. I, Lori was our top account. We became best friends. Yeah. And I was down there all the time. Well, they reached out to her because her daughter's wedding was on Platinum Wedding. You know, 18-foot veil, cathedral wedding. I did the makeup, the hair, the styling. Right. So a platinum wedding knocked on her door. I had, I'm from West Virginia right. and I um, went and opened a little hair salon there and thought I'm going to back out all this. And she called me up and she said, TLC is interested in a show. Now this is 13 years ago. I was about to say, you know, and, well, and I, a bit. right. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. She goes, come on down. Let's try it out together. And I go, I really don't. I kind of got this gig. I've always been on the backside of the camera where I prefer. So I, I just really don't know it. And um, finally, she just called me up. She goes, you've got a ticket waiting for you. Get your ass down here. We're going to do this. And I thought, well, work. what are we going to do? But I have to tell you, I look back on those first episodes. You know, you got the camera. You got all that stuff. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm looking. Oh, my God. And I was like. Do you like that dress? <laughs> Do you want to try that dress on? Yes. The fitting rooms are over there. <laughs> and now, you know, you're like, look, honey, there ain't no sense beating a damn horse. Let's take it off and start over. Nice. Like, oh, so by the way, let me introduce Brooke Logan Stoner with an, uh, Brooke. Oh my God, sorry, Brooke. <laughs> hey, Brooke. Hi, I'm glad that he Hi, just Brooke. tried to make me your new employee, Marcy. I was about right. to say, like, <laughs> she's so, Hi, she's always so on time. I just have to say, she's so always so on time. But I didn't want it to feel awkward later when you're like, "Who is this third person that's down here?" Right. So, All right. Okay. So you're so here you are interviewing for TLC, right? And wasn't an interview process, or were you just doing your thing? And they said, "Yes, we it, like you." Really? They yeah. They literally just set up the cameras and said, "Do what you do." So and we're and we're never we are never told what to say. We may be asked to repeat something if the cameras weren't on us, right? But we really aren't told, and we know nothing about these brides. I mean, when you see us oh, meeting really? them, we're meeting them. We have no background. Every now and then they'll tell us if the brides um, there's Crazy. a health issue, but That's we don't know. Issues. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would like to say that's few and far between, but that's not the case. I was but, about to say. But um, they'll let us know if there's a health issue, but yeah. not tell us who, or if there's recently been a death in the family. And right. that keeps me from saying, come on, let's put that dress on, get out there and knock them dead. <laughs> but, you know, because when you watch these live shows and when you talk, right. when you look at TLC and you, you see these, these reality shows, quote unquote, reality shows, you wonder how much of it is really reality. And what you're right. saying is it really is. I we mean, are. this is. We're not like, scripted. Not scripted at all. And when they put us in that, um, in the interview room, the pickups were literally, we're picking up the story to send it on to the next 
you know, real right. whatever they're doing. Right. They just let us go and we'll get giggled. We'll be staying stuff. And we just, I mean, we just, we just stand there and talk, you know, they tell us. About That's why. how I say yes. The dress can turn into say no to the hoe real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm telling you, honey, the things I've seen are, yeah. I was you about know. to say that's got to be some scary stuff when you look at the bride. Anyway, <laughs> so, fabulous. I know, but Marcy, you, you had a question. You, no, I, I, no you good. didn't. Okay, I was just making sure because I thought you were like, okay, girl, yeah. stop talking to us. Yeah. <laughs> She's adding me to payroll right now. Thank you, Keith. Right, ready to get out. Yeah. Well, but you know, the, you know, but the thing is, is that when you when you let's say that you have a bride that's coming in and she has a vision of who she is mm-hmm. that is not based in reality. I mean, we've all been there. We've all dealt with it as event pros. And you go, okay, you know, you're not a size two. I love, I'd love you. And you should, you're gorgeous at the size that you are, but stop fooling yourself here. Let's put you in something that actually makes sense. I mean, I mean, I was watching a, 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 not a say yes to the dress, a a, a British bad, right. (laughs) And they put her in this poor, like sausage, like filling dress. And I just felt so bad for her because I thought, no, No. Oh my God, really? What are you doing to this poor girl? You know? And I think that they were, they were enjoying the fact that she was making a fool of herself versus trying to be a help. Do you feel like say yes to the dresses is always trying to be a help to the people our mission is always to have the the bride's back i mean we're her you know we're her backup right so we're we're always doing that but i tell you we do i mean i've dealt with women that just don't understand a bride's size is so totally different and each designer is totally different I mean, a two-in-one designer, which is extremely small. If you ever get a bride wearing a two, she is <laughs> rack thin, right? Yes, but, um, You know, six, eight, the average size is an 18. That's, right. where, that's where we are now. But each designer has a different size chart. And I had a bride and she was like, no, I want to try on this dress. She kept arguing with me. I said, it's just not going to fit you. Their size chart is extremely small right it's just not gonna work and she kept yelling at me and making a scene and finally she says i have told you twice i wear a size two i want to try on that dress and i want to try it on now and i go all right i'd had it oh very cinderella the shoe yeah (laughs) i'm like all right honey here's where we're gonna go with that right you very well may be a size two but the only way you're going to fit into that designer's size two right. dress is if we put a one in front of it. <laughs> I mean, you know the sizes. Oh, my God. She's ready to strangle me. But it's the truth. I mean, I know these sizes. Oh. Please tell me that episode aired. Girl, I'm going to have to put myself on mute. I'm sorry. That's right. Anyway, but you know, know, do you say, look, you're going to have to buy that dress before you get into it. (laughs) You know, you're going to rip that to shreds. And I've told brides that want that slim fit mermaid real low. And I said, the only way we're going to get that on you, honey, we're going to have to put it on upside down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and and you try to do it, you know. In a kindly and right, and the whole thing is, I mean, they did interview me, Nikki Johnson, or patients, her name, but I loved her. (laughs) There was 12 sisters in that family, and she was first to get engaged, and she fell in love with this dress, right? She didn't want to buy it, but she did. It was one of those dresses I've just got to try it on, it's not my style, but I've coveted this dress, right? We got her in it, she came out on the runway. Afterwards, they asked me, Money, what was it like getting Nikki in the dress of her dreams? And I just said, Honey, I could have pulled the banks of the Mississippi together faster and easier than zipping her up in that dress. (laughs) (laughs) And that aired. But I was like, Oh my God. Wait, that aired? Come in here. She's going to come in here and get me. Wait, that actually went on air? Did oh, you yeah. ever so so that actually like did you did you ever say anything that went on air that you went ah shoot I really yeah. shouldn't have said that yeah I had a little a little helper the Monty Boy Wonder and we were at the end of the show you know they put us in there and they're talking about us and I said God you were a great helper today Batman and I'm you're Robin he goes no you're Batman and he goes I'm Batman and you are Robin. 
I go, oh, boy wonder. I <laughs> called that a few times. <laughs> and I did it right to camera. And that, that did go on. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What this? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we have a good time. It's, but as you right. all know, because right. every one of you have been involved, yes. it's a very hurry up and wait business. Oh, 100%. And it can take all day. Oh, God, it's just, crazy. At the end of the day, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to see anybody. You just want, I don't wear makeup. Here's another a little thing behind the scenes. I don't like things on my skin, but right. that's why I wear glasses on the show. It covers up dark circles and it gives me eyebrows because his forehead, we could show the show on. Five head? So, I mean, your five head? Anyway. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, I just, bought the same it's model. just going even further back if I'm not careful here. <laughs> what, Brooke? I bought the same model, honey. I got you. Right? I know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Oh, Marcy, what, what were you going to say? I swear I keep looking no. at you because I think you're going to say something. <laughs> no, I just, find, I just find it so funny because it's like, you know, basically it's, you know, when you're doing an unscripted, it's just, it is what it is. I and mean, right. you, you, you know, you blur it out things and you don't think about it. And it's just so funny that, you know, here we are listening to you having the same kind of feel because we blurt yeah. out things all the time. Oh, constantly, you know, and being a live show, we once in a while, and we've only done it once. Actually, we've only had to edit the show once. And I'm not going to repeat that because that was stupid. But, um, but you know, the, for the last 165 episodes, we've, we've always been 100% non-edited. And we've only had to do like a 10 second sn snippet. And it was because of my ass nine stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. But well, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. You're working with your best friend, Lori and I, I mean, her grandchildren are my goddaughters that was Aww. that was enough alone getting them christened oh. <laughs> anyway, okay we, we let me let me ask you a question so All random right. randomly okay right. so you know here you are 13 years ago you're 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 doing your thing you're obviously being successful at what you do right, yeah, right? here we are fast you know flat you know um fast forward 13 years right. and you're opening up your store monty and right. you're getting to wear like a vintage gucci and a mindy lamb brooch and you said that you're wearing a mindy lamb brooch today oh, wait. i mean so, was that going to be something that would be possible before 13 years ago or no. or is that because of say well, yes to the dress yeah okay so the gucci yes cuz I kept them and I went on a major diet to get back in them. So that was, I keep those clothes. Um, right. I've always been a clothes hound, right? So anything with, um, you know, when Tom Ford was working for Gucci, that's how old that outfit was. The bell bottoms, I think, yeah. what I had on. I had the goatee shirt. Anyway, I keep the older things and just recycle them. But um, no, it wouldn't have. You know, I my hat is off to Discovery for discovering me. Right. And for giving me an opportunity. I covered the royal wedding. I was standing outside the Abbey when Kate Middleton. I know. Was I was watching you. Yeah. Holy moly. She's a commoner. And, you know, here, here we go. She comes out as a princess. So but your facial um, reactions during that were priceless. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, it was pretty amazing. I mean, first of all, we had to run across field security trying to get through. Then my news feed went down. It, it just was crazy. And the night before, we stayed out until 2 o'clock. And I was... In, in the rain, standing outside the Goring Hotel where she stayed, right. singing, she's getting married in the morning. And I had the whole crowd going with me. I was cheering everybody. <laughs> it was it was raining. I was wet. And then um, I had to get up two hours later and, and report. Well, Y'all know how it is. You don't. Yeah. When you no. do wedding planning, it's the same thing. You stay, you check everything out. It's two in the morning and you got to be up at eight in the morning. Or, or it is, anyway. You know, it is what it is. You roll with yeah. the punches. Always, always. I had to run all the way from the living room to the back bedroom. It was right. I mean, horrible. I was late. <laughs> right. But so, you know what? What it has done. I have been blessed with people that believe in me, uh, trust me. And love me. And so I've been so fortunate with that. Yeah. And one of one of the greatest highlights that I've had through my church, I'm Episcopal, right. um, is that I had a private audience with Justin Welby, the Archbishop, Archbishop of Canterbury. Uh, who was amazing, by the way. Amazing. Right? I didn't yeah. know whether kiss his ring or what I was supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whatever. It took so, everything standing there not to say, holy F. Right? Oh, yeah. Or, you know, or use the Lord's name in vain kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. So anyway. where, where did this effortlessly beautiful campaign come from? Because 
I love, I love the thought process behind it because it really does say, look, you don't have to do a lot to your, your hair and makeup. You just have to have the right products and you don't have to have a lot of products. You just have to have the right products to be right. effortlessly beautiful. Right. Where did, where did that come from when, when you were thinking, really? Yeah. Going through the airport. I mean, you know, you try to, um, minimize what you carry and this before COVID and all that. And let me right. tell you, I'm the easiest sale. You go through their point and they go, Oh, this will get you through. And then we have to explain to my like, sign me up. Here's a credit card. But um, it, it's crazy. But I was watching women dump all this shit in the bucket, you know, right. in, the, in the basket or tub. Oh yeah. It's on. crazy. More than coffee, coffee bucket. And the one thing they'll tell you, the worst thing that can happen to a girl traveling right. is to not tighten one of those lids because oh, all yes. over, because it, then it's like shake and bake. And I helped you remember, <laughs> just in there and it's all over the place. You just right. throw the whole thing out. So I thought for myself what I had to do. So um, I found a manufacturer here in the United States right. and um, we started do- testing hair products uh, that they manufacture. And it probably took me about six months total. Yeah. To get, um, you know, I want the shampoo and conditioner have to work in conjunction. The rest of them, you can cherry pick to get it in the lineup. So that's where it came from. And my own hair is very fine. So what I figured if it's good for my hair and like you and Brooke, Brooke and Marcy for your thick hair, you'd have to use more same product and they're sulfate free, paraben free, uh, not tested on animals. They're made in the U S unfortunately I can't say that on the bottle because the vessel, the bottle is not made in the U S. So, and another thing to look for in beauty products, you'll no longer be seeing sulfate free, Yes, because the FDA got involved with that and in makeup as well. There are sulfates in every product that are good. They they create the cleansing action or they they create the work that it needs to be done. What you look for is sulfate lauride to be removed out of the formula. Sulfate lauride. I mean, did you ever think that you would be a chemist? I didn't even think I'd be a hairstylist. I mean, that was a lick and a prayer. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, I actually know what that means. Yeah, because, right. Like, because when you just said it, I went, I have no idea what he's saying. I have yeah. zero it's idea. It's combination, you know, as, as we progress in this arena of beauty and health, right. um, you know, things are more focused than they were before. And I will tell you what I found out. Now, I am turning... And this is Charles' opportunity to say, God, you don't look that. And I expect to hear that, by the way. Um, uh, I'm turning 66 this year. So I'm like, oh, my God. You look like a damn good 66. Yeah, 66. right. Well, wait till I turn off this light here. Let me turn off a light. I mean, but anyway. Um, I'm 82. Anyway, no. Right. <laughs> so but what I have found, women who yeah. usually purchase things for the food, the house, and they they're conscious of environmental things. Yeah. Right? And they're conscious yeah, yeah. of food, how it's made, how you recycle, how you that all encompasses a lifestyle inside the home or the nucleus, right? Mm. When it comes to beauty, they don't give a damn if this is full of nope. ox manure. If it gets that <laughs> wrinkle away, I'm buying it. So that's where <laughs> education has now shifted. That is I'll so take true. two. I know. You know right, because... right. I'm the well, same way. They're, oh my like, God. they're like explaining things to me, formulas. I've got, oh, no, no, does it work? I mean, let's cut the chaser. I ain't got all day. Well, I mean, you know, and so much stuff has whale sperm. That's a black heart run it. Exactly. You're like, whale sperm? Yeah. What? Why it is whale sperm? No, they don't care. They're like, no, oh, no. give it to me. But you know, right. so you went into this effortlessly beautiful, and then you went into the full Monty product, which is mm-hmm. your shampoo, your one-step conditioner, your natural lift, your taming balm, and your Everhold spray. And I love the fact that, you know, before we went on air, I want you to describe what M-O-N-T-E actually stands for because I, I thought it was really like clever. Yeah, the, I I even <laughs> on this great one. branding. 
You know, right. even right. a blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so when I developed the mission statement, as I said before, is right. you don't need a lot of product to have a right product. So what are we going to do? We've got a shampoo. We've got a condition. People either want their hair to be fuller or they want it smooth and polished. And then they want to hold the set. So there's five products. Right. In, moisturizing shampoo. Oh, one step conditioner. N, natural root lift for lift in the root area. T, taming balm that smooths and polishes the hair. Obviously, I didn't use today. And hairspray, ever hold hairspray. So in each bottle, there's a little red box and it has that initial M-O-N-T-E referencing the product. Yeah. And you get the full Monty. I need all that. I need the full Monty. Keith, pay the man. Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, awesome. so, and it works and I have a travel kit. Right. And so you can take it on the road, right. And, and fill it from the, uh, the larger eight ounce. But, but it's a travel um, kit, like in the, the, the right amount of ounces that is two allowed. ounces. Yeah. yeah. Two ounces. Yeah. See, that's and, smart. Um, it's ziplocked. It's in a little baggy, um, ziplocked. And when I was doing this, I, I looked at tapestry bags. I looked yeah. and so I started interviewing, um, women as I was going through the airport and I go, so would you, if you had a little cosmetic bag, what would you like? And they go, oh, we don't need anything else to take care of. We're going to throw this in the drawer, throw it in the, like, we don't want, you know, throw it in the bathroom, the shower. We don't want anything where we feel like we have to wipe off and take, and it's got tassels on it and stuff. Right. So I just, it's in a, a black trimmed um, bag that holds all the products and they sit in there spelling out my name, of course. And the other reason I did it, should I go public with this? It was yeah. on Amazon. I pulled it off. It was just, that was way too much work for me. Um, <laughs> is that I never had to worry about how it was going to be merchandised because it spells my name. Right. Put it in and- the, you know, put it out the way it spells my name. So it, it's safety net at that as well. Well, so it's really interesting because I find that it's fascinating that you have all of this like um, skincare, home care product, and yet you're 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 well known for wedding dresses, which are obviously fabric and not self care. No, where, where no. You, did you start in like hairdressing and 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 that world, and then the moved over, yeah, and then you moved over. Yeah, I went to, I was a personal shopper uh, in a department store and um, here in the DC area, right? Right. (laughs) And um, women would tell me two things. They could never get clothes altered to the way they liked them and their hair never felt good. They could never explain to a hairdresser. And I thought, you know what? I can't, I don't want to sew, but I'm going to do hair. So I went back to Grand Love International here in Virginia and I was selected to attend the academy. So I graduated from the academy in London, UK. And um, so that was great. And so I came back. So I was doing hair and beauty. And then nobody in the salon wanted to do brides. I have three sisters. Trust me. So I started (laughs) doing bridal. And I started doing hair and makeup for bridal. Right. Then Priscilla Boston, now no longer existent, the owner, Trisha Ganabe, came over and said, why don't you help me sell dresses? You used to sell clothes. So that's how it all merged. Well, was that luck? Was that, did you feel like some of that was luck or was that just because you were in the right place at the right time? I, I feel like that's luck. No, or, no you know, I agree that. Oh, really good marketing. Yeah. Right. I think there's two things to attribute to, and I always tell them, right place, right time, luck, right? Right. But the biggest thing that I always tell my staff and to myself every day is like, I've never forgotten I'm the hard help. You have hired me to yeah. do a job. And I'm here to do it. We can be friends. We can be whatever. But I expect you to tell me what to do. And I expect to be able to do it. So I've never Mm. forgotten that that hard hard help. So, yeah. Yeah. As as we all do our little cup. Um, How how, how, um, is important is is your history? Because as I was reading through your... Your your bio, I know. Oh, here we go. You know, as I was reading You're through your bios and, and, and all of that, you know, are we going to do the, the, the tier thing? Anyway, so I, I found that your history is super important to you because it's brought up a lot. It is, right. you know, your mom, your dad, your, right. you know, paying tribute to them comes up a lot. 
I mean, I was actually kind of surprised because, you know, I love my mom. She's still alive. I, you know, mm-hmm. everybody knows how much I love her, but I don't bring her up. <laughs> I think moms are nice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, but, well. but, but, you know, it, it seemed like that your parents had a real big influence in, in who you are because, right. I, and the other piece is that you're, you, people call you Southern gentlemen mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, that term Southern gentleman is used in almost every kind of, I know. every single I know article that I read about you. You can't say bastard. <laughs> <laughs> can't I guess they could. <laughs> I guess they could, but thank oh, God they chose in the latter. Right. But well, I mean, I, but I mean, how much is that attributed to your family and to, well, you know, your upbringing? Because you yeah. said you have three sisters, right? right. Three sisters? Um, so, you know, um, I did say yes to the prom with these deserving students. You know, right. I don't know if you've seen that click, and I'll, I'll back up. And the reason I got involved with that, I grew up in West Virginia, right, in a very, a holler, literally. I grew up in a house with no running water and outside toilet. Holy crap. And we had to pull that every night to get that Ooh. together. Wow. And I tell these stu- students, I mean, you see me up here in suits and, you know, on stage and on TV. You didn't see me at night holding a lantern to go to the bathroom. This is <laughs> dipping water into a pan, heating it on a stove so we could wash up to get to school where we had to walk a mile because my Uphill. grandfather, my great grandfather put the school in, in our neighborhood. And then it, my parent, my mother and her siblings had to walk five. No. So it's, it's a story that I tell. So, and you know, my parents saw through that and forced us to move into Virginia. And my mother was the lead on that. And I tell everybody, God, I'm going to get choked up. Um, you know, she. So, oh, honey. You know, seriously, yeah. I, lo- I love um, this because, you know, pay yeah. to your mom because she was oh, amazing. Yeah. My mom had a two-seater, mine too. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> General electricity, the tanner, but they were the richest one on the spot. They had a two-seater. Right. <laughs> you know, I just tell everybody, she held the ladder for me to climb to the stars. Right. So, you know, oh, and my beautiful. father as well, you know, support that. And I've written a book. Um, yeah, so what's the book? It's on the back burner. It's not been published yet. I go down that road every now and then. And I'm like, I don't know. It's called The Boy Behind the Water Fountain. Yes. You know, in school, those tall brown water fountains mm-hmm. that were in the alcove. I used to be so little and so skinny. I mean, I was just little. And of course, we moved to Virginia. You're right. When I was in West Virginia, everybody were my cousins or kinfolk, you know, were all married, divorced, or had a baby bomb. Right. So um, you knew everybody. So you moved to Virginia and the bullying started. And I was effeminate, had a high voice. I didn't have good clothes. So when the bell rang in school, I could go and slide behind that water fountain and hang out there. And right before the bell closed, I could get into my class. And it kept me from being pushed and shoved and, and beat up on going to class. Because you were Nobody small enough to... Like, sorry for me. Yeah, but because you were tiny enough to disappear in the, in the background. Slide right behind it and the crowds went past me. And then right. when I got in high school, I joined choir, junior high. And, you know, you wore robes so nobody could see my clothes weren't as good as others. Well, but, because... You, know, you, you kind of navigate that- it. But are you thinking your clothes were second class? Is that what you're saying? Is that because you come from a poor background that, you know, people would pick on you because you didn't have? Well, you know the, what? Like, well, I think I was bullied more because of the femininity and being small. But you've got to remember um, the clothes opportunities for me were were small. My sisters, of course, right. I had three sisters and they had to be dressed. They had to be in fashion. So I would have to repeat my clothes much more often than they did. You know, I, you know, I'm better you know, good. I mean, it's just the way I grow. So, well, but you know, my mom, when we first started out, my mom, we lived in a double wide. We did. Mm-hmm. We lived in a double wide. My mother was a lineman for the phone company because they paid more money. So she climbed those damn telephone poles. Uh, Exactly. You know, went back to school, came from Germany when she was 16, didn't speak the language, went back for her degree, went back for her law degree. You know, she, I, I, I couldn't be her. Let me put it that right. way. Yeah. I could not be her because right. I'm used to having being primped and and having it easy because she made it easy for me. Right. You know, bougie. Uh, just bougie. Yeah. I know. So it I is. Feel, yeah. Right. Bougie. That's you know, right. But, Look at Carson's pens now, Gucci baby. Random <laughs> house now from yeah. Virginia. Taking you know, it home. But you know what I love is that you know I I read here that you have a gold rose brooch in memory mm-hmm. of your mom yeah. and best friends. 
Right. Yeah. I um, found that when we were preparing her for funeral and I wear it on occasion. But in the on the show, you saw me the last segment. I wore a turtleneck because my ties and shirts would rough on it would get the the staff crazy, the sound tech. But um, (laughs) the whole time she was ill, I wore a cameo with a rose in it and her name is Rose. So I keep that on the whole time. But you know how great of you to honor your family like that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And I don't don't feel like our our current current young adults Mm -hmm. um, understand what history really means to us as a society. And I think that we're really seeing it now with what's happening in, you know, Ukraine is that, you know, there was a time before peace here oh, yeah and in, in, in and we just got we're, we're lucky because we got to grow we up in so this lucky. we are so lucky, so lucky. you know yes. that our our questions are about fabric and style and size versus how are we going to get to the chapel without you know any any it's other not. incursion so to speak you know right. yeah i mean i mean and so how does this play into your not-for-profits because i know that you are huge in giving back to your community yeah. I mean, I, I, I every, every again, every single bio that I seem to read about you was talking about how the fact that you try to continuously give back mm-hmm. to the charities around you. And yeah. let me just pull my notes. Uh, Capital Caring House. Uh, wait, sorry, hospice. Capital Caring Hospice yeah. and Ronald McDonald's House seemed yeah. to be two that kept coming up over and over. Right. Um, I'm a hospice trained. So during the AIDS epidemic, when there weren't enough nurses or people understanding that, I became hospice trained and I did in-home service for right. our, our fellow um, uh, soldiers that have marched on ahead of us. So uh, that was so important to me to do that. And then um, the Ronald McDonald Foundation, I go and speak to these young students that are struggling, whether it be with health issues or whether it be um, that financial issues. And we were, yeah. we were in Miami a couple of times with Say Yes to the Prom with that and working with the families and, and showing. And I tell my story of how, how we do it. And, you know, hopefully it's motivational, it's inspiring and it's encouraging. So, you know, that, that you too can do this. I didn't do anything. I went to community colleges. I couldn't afford universities. You can do this. Stay true to who you are and what you want to be. It can happen. I'm proof. Um, so, you know, I get out there and I, I talk about that, but yeah, I'm, I'm now involved with the USO. So I work with our service members, marry me yeah. in the military. I go out and help our service members pick the right dress for they get off and deploy. <laughs> Animal rescue. I rescue Welsh Terriers. No surprise. It was a dog Jackie had in the White House um, for Caroline. Um, River Farm, a historical property here that we save the green spaces in our land. Um, so, yeah, I, I do a lot of, of giving back and we're, we're uh, constantly, it sometimes can be a, a tad overwhelming. <laughs> you know, I've only got so much time. I'm trying to run a hair salon. And oddly enough, they believe I should be in there too when they come in to get a photo <laughs> if they're not even going to get their hair done about products. Well, and I guess that comes into it, right? Because you, because you are famous and then, you know, some people are coming into your salon because they, not because they want to get the hair done, but because they want to see you. No. And, and the city, I'm fortunate, Alexandria touts that, you know, we're a new business. We're doing good. We're about beauty and hair. We're in the quadrant of new development in historical old town on the waterfront. And one day they had a damn tour bus stop and they get out and stand. We have a breezeway and they're saying to come out on the, you know, we're two steps or three steps up. And I felt like a Vita Perone. Fabulous, darling. I love that for you. Thank you. But you know, it, it is, it is challenging. And I was just in New York for, um, uh, hair show. And right. it's amazing. You get in with all those hairdressers, the noise and everything. You know, I too am shopping. I mean, I have a business to run. Stopping, autographing, and doing photos are great. And I mean, for somebody who was bullied and nobody wanted me on their team and nobody would talk to me or sit beside me at lunchtime, what right. a blessing to have this. However, <laughs> I've got a mission too. <laughs> yeah, I've got a mission too. But it's well, all good. I'm blessed. Well, 
you know, I have to tell you, I, I, and I, I we've talked about this, and I, and I am very honest about who I am, and and to mm-hmm. our listeners, and to the people that that watch us and listen to us, and I've watched, you know, we've talked about my men- mental health issues that we've gone through because COVID was rough, right? You know, um, and but you know, one of the things that you just touched upon is that I remember back in the 1980s when I was a hospice care worker, and uh-huh. it was just, it was just an oh, yeah, challenging. <laughs> Whoa, what happened there? I just went into a dark space. Anyway, but you know, I went into, you know, we, I don't think people really understand what we lived through as Mm. gay men. And, you know, and I, and God bless our straight allies and the other people that were in this world. But there were a time that we felt really alone, that there was a time that I thought, you know, I could have never imagined when I was my 23 year old or 24 year old myself, you know, and I'm giving myself a little bit more, more years than I should anyway. But, um, but you know, I never would have imagined that I'd be doing this today. I mean, never in a million years, I think in my youth that I would be able to talk to do this show, talk to you when we were watching so many people around us, Yeah, you know? And I think that, I think that's something that I wish, I wish more people would, you know, revert back to and say, you know, God bless us. God bless mm-hmm. us for succeeding and living and and seeing the positive side of life. Oh yeah, you know, I, yeah. Because I'm so- God bless. You know, yeah. I, I find myself lucky every single day. Yeah, me because too. I, because I'm here, right? And well, you know, we got car, we got food, and all that. And yeah, you know, with hospice, I mean, the one thing. Their doors, arms are always open. Their door and arms are always open, right? Right. And it takes many hands to accomplish these goals. And, um, you know, for some that I thought that their uh, end of journey was near, they come in and then a week later, they're out and about. And others, something, oh, you're just going to get a reprieve. You're going to good. I will say this, religious on the cusp of it, however you want to read it. But right. miracles happen every day. Oh, I believe that. So, I, I totally believe that. Know, they, they just do. So I've witnessed them. So how, anyway, how, how, important, how important is looking good even later in life? You, you know, because have to ask that question. <laughs> I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Who's over here? Right, right. I you mean, already know. What the hell was that about? But you know what I mean? Because you know they say you support, questions. Right. They say beauty <laughs> is lost on the youth. They say that beauty is lost on the youth. You know that? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It, it, the youth. It, it's wasted on the youth because they have no idea of how beautiful they really are. Right. And I mean, I look back at pictures of myself and I remember being in, in those times and thinking, Oh, I'm a six foot three redhead, white gay guy running around like, mm-hmm. and I look back at my pictures of myself and I said, what the hell was I thinking? I, I'm hot. Jesus. Right? I should, you know, I, what I, I tell you in the elevator on Saturday, <laughs> right? But you yeah. know, I mean, the, you know, they, but they say, you know, it's wasted on the youth, you know, but, when you're when we're older in life and and being somebody that's in your position that is able to dress people and make mm-hmm. them feel good hair makeup skin products clothing how important is it for us as older individuals not to let ourselves be complacent well i i think it's good i mean if people um, you know will ask me what um where where does your interest hit you when uh, about yourself, my self image? Right. And I always go, my figure, I want to stay thin. Because you, know, you look great. Please. Yeah, well, you're sweet, but I work on that. Trust camera. Me. This is and all camera. Then, right, right, right. And then um, my skin, I want my skin to be smooth, to right. be fair, whatever. I've never had any work done. Not saying I want. And then my <laughs> hair's last because you know, I'll cut my hair, grow it, let it grow. I won't color it or anything. Yeah, but you've got great hair. Oh, yeah. oh my God! Thank you got the colors, amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I had a gray suit on the other day and a gray shirt, and I looked in the mirror and I went, "Shit, I look like a Q-tip." I mean, I was just all gray. <laughs> what the hell? Lord, let me get out. Uh, <laughs> I think as we get older, our beauty shifts. I tell yeah. everybody, mm-hmm. you know, when you're younger, your hair's thick, your waist is thin. When you're right. older, your waist is thick and your hair's thin, right? Oh, hundred percent. I think the beauty then evolves within us and, and what happens, you know, if we get this too much and I'm not saying I, you got to do what makes you feel good. Right. Right. It's just not for me right now. I'm saying that, 
Um, I think erasing some of my history, my smiles, my laughter, my laying in the sun with iodine and baby oil. And oh, yes. I remember those days. Right, right. Oh, please, butter. Give me some iodine. Let me slather that all over myself. Yes. Wow. The (laughs) outer beauty may be uh, wasted or not appreciated on the youth. Right. That inner beauty becomes our strong suit. Because we, we look more within now. We look more about, are we being a good person? Are we doing the right thing? Is Are right. we doing what makes us happy? When we're younger, we may do whatever it takes to get the new car or the ha- whatever. But right. as you little age on you're just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know? So yeah. do you ever find that, you know, because of your position and because you're so well-known, I mean, and I'm, I'm asking as, yes. as somebody that, you know, doesn't have... I'm trying to ask questions that as if I was somebody that was just watching this for the first time. Okay. You know, do you ever have the, uh, the, the moment that you feel like people are just talking to you because you're famous? You know what? Um, I have to honestly say, and I've been told this by discovery TLC executives, right? I come across on TV as friendly and easy. Yes. People approach me that way too. So I have to tell you, they come up, they tell me stories. They want to share. And and I'll say, and like if I'm in a hurry, and oh God, forgive me for this, but we'll <laughs> say, you'll never believe what happened to me and you're on my wedding day. And I go, no, but I bet you're gonna tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't mean to be that way, but I'm, I'm trying to get my car washed. I'm just I don't I don't have a personal assistant. I don't you're like I, you're like I'm just trying to like I'm just trying to shop. I'm just trying to get groceries right, for myself right, for God's right, sake. Right. Yeah. I gotta get this damn orange juice and get out of here. I just want to get in and out. <laughs> right. So you know, I'm fortunate that people will approach me in a very um a very personal level. And right. they tell me some things that are just so, so lovely, you know, to hear and share and, you know, based on experience, right? And a lot of people just want to be listened to. And it can be challenged for me if I'm in a hurry. And I, I tried to, if if it's nowhere that is time sensitive, I'm good. But right. uh, I give myself 30 minutes here or there. But no, I, I don't feel that. Some of my old queen friends, yes, that no longer keep in touch with me. And they're like, <laughs> you know, yeah, that snap me every time they see me. I'm like, whatever, go girl. Yes, please yeah. go do your thing. Hello. Right. But you know, no, I'm fortunate. But, you know, I, I mean, and there, there is something to, to be said about that. I mean, do you feel like there's pressure that you always have to look good? At this point, um, you know, can you go to the grocery store in your sweats okay. or your, you know, your just socks, no tennis shoes? <laughs> I protect my image by not owning a pair of sweats and I only want a pair of jeans. And um, what I do, if I'm at the in summer, you may see me in cargo shorts. Right. And and uh, I don't wear short sleeves. So if you see me on short sleeves, that will be a telltale sign. And like, don't come um, near me kind of thing. Well, no, oh. you'd be like, oh, my God, he's something. I got the message. <laughs> um, no. And when I traveled, it was funny. I was at a resort working right. and I came down early in the morning to get a cup of tea, which I gave up for Lent. And let me tell you, I was tea. You gave up tea? Hot Earl Grey tea. That's and it what was I'm drinking now. Degrees. Oh, Brooke. <laughs> I have like, a sip for you. <laughs> I gave up tequila. I feel like an ass. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I was in New York. It's 19 degrees and raining and snowing and I couldn't have tea, but I got around it. Um, but anyway. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just, Funny. you know, it all around those. It, it, it's, it's all going to balance itself out. But I was at this resort and I was down at breakfast and I just threw on a jacket, a pair of jeans and a <laughs> shirt that I probably wore the night before. And the woman looked at me and she goes, how are you dressed like this? Making us look so bad. It's seven thirty in the morning, and I go, "Cause I didn't bring any sweats." Oh my god! Like, how dare somebody actually say that to you? Right, I'm and I'm sorry. like, I, I have find- gym clothes that were to the gym, but you won't see me running around in them. But that's how I protect my image. It's nothing that I'm all that. I always have a jacket and a shirt. So if I have it on with jeans or anything, you know, you put a pocket square on anything and people just think you're dressed. Oh my God. But that actually leads me to my next question. It's like, do you feel that you're held to a higher standard than most because of your fame? I do. I I do think that 
I'm expected to have a certain look, right? All the time. And, yeah. And I'm pretty, it's pretty easy for me because when you grow up poor and no clothes, you buy a lot of clothes. So you want to wear your clothes. Right. And I, you know, I wore hand-me-downs that never fit me because I was so small. So now having tailored clothes and things that fit me. So I actually enjoy dressing. And to most people's uh, surprise and happy that I don't enjoy undressing. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> Not quite the same effect. I have to tell you, I don't like mirrors in my bedroom either. Right, right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not going to get the Meanwhile, same theory, yeah. <laughs> I won't get the same acolytes doing that. But anyway. So what's, what is important to you? What is an important project that you're currently working on? What is something that is really important that, to you that you feel like, got, you know, if I had a platform to really talk about this, you know, mm-hmm. say goodbye to say yes to the dress, say goodbye to whatever else, you know, what are the, what are the, what are your current projects? Right. Yeah. What's next um, for you? There, there is a little rumble with Ann Roberts Media about doing a show. I mean, you know, we we tried before uh, COVID, and then we had to put that out. But anyway, at the end of that, we, we're still not knowing where we are with that right. because we're still looking. But I think um, the ability to have the salon continue to be successful and launching the Monty products and doing that, because that platform enables me to give back. Yeah. And to see the rewards when people walk out of the slum with the hair and so we have top stylists and everything and the clients will go, oh, my God, I look so much better. And I'm like, well, honey, it only had one way to go. So I think that will be, I, I've got to dive in and get this uh, salon where I want it at 100 percent at every single day. Right. We're at 99. So right. or probably at 90, really. But at 100 percent. And that enables me uh, financially and time wise to give back to these these causes that are so important to me and to reach out to the community. And it keeps me well known in the community, which is great. You know, you I walked down the street. I was walking uh, the dogs this morning and and a, a truck just pulled up beside me and they just screamed out. Good morning, Monty. <laughs> Good morning. Were you picking up your dog do at the time? That's always fun. Yeah, it's cute. Right? Right. Yeah. Always inappropriate time. (laughs) I have a question about I have a question about trends. Go ahead, Marcy. I have a question about trends or fads. Okay. So and it could be on either the clothes or it could be, you know, on wedding dresses or it could be on hair. Okay. With the current state that we're in, what do you see coming down? Like what do you think is in now and where do you think we might be going in okay. the near future um when we're looking at we'll we'll start with face first because we've been under masks for so very long right so that has switched the uh conversation to more eyes so i think we'll see a few more eye lifts maybe um <laughs> but uh yeah so with makeup i think it's still soft and dewy and you know not heavy heavy done a concentration on the eyes lips you know addressed but nothing right. like crazy. Remember those Egyptian eyeliners and oh my the, God. the right? Remember on the awards ball gowns with every bit of glitter. All I think we're gonna still see a more of that clean face look, even though it's not necessarily clean face, but you'll see that. Um in dresses, wedding gowns, I think you're gonna see still a conservative look, meaning beautiful fit, incredible fabric, but very simple, very architectural, right. which is, you know, if I'm a friend of Jackie, there you go. Yeah, I was um, about to say. So I think Hold we'll on. see that trains and bells are coming back in vogue. Um, mm. Buttons and bows, some, uh, uh, you know, any type of bow interest, the bow, the buttons down the back. Fit. Yeah. I think there will still be a deep dive here. The girls seem to want that and see that as well. Hair, I think we're seeing it loose, very much like Brooke has. I mean, that seems to be the trend. And just, one thing right. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> and, and just pull the half up and half down. Every shampoo. Right. Exactly. All right. Got it. And then uh, the one thing that bothers me is when I see these beautiful shingles with that classic hair pullback and they put the belt up under the neck. I'm like, why even bother put it on? Right. It right. doesn't spread out. 
It's got to be at the occipital bone so it comes over your shoulders. Otherwise, it's just a trail coming behind you. I totally had to rip out a veil just recently and put it back on her head because right. she had I mean, her, like, I went, no, 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 no. Why is yeah. it under that? I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just maddening. Um, flowers, I think we'll still see east to west. I think we're going to see a lot of greenery still going with that. We're seeing an, an, an injection of color into yeah. the bouquets where there nice. used to always be monochromatic. Um, table settings, I think, have gone back to a very formal style. Yes. Wanting, you're right. Yes. Wanting to see formal tables. Um, I'm still seeing arrangements high, but in our neck of the woods, the arrangements are low and running the whole length of the table. Yeah, that's they're we, wanting, yeah, they don't want the candelabra and all that. They want everything down low, a yeah. lot of greenery and that type of stuff. You know what I've been finding a lot of is, and I, I mean, a God, I hate the fact that I'm actually going to say this is rentals, uh, oh, yeah. rent, rental florals. I mean, I, we just had a wedding at the W and gorgeous wedding, gorgeous, beautiful wedding. And they rented their bouquets and I almost had a little bit of a heart attack. And I was like, what are you doing? I don't understand what are you doing, but, but no. they looked great in photos and they said, look, it's green. And we, we were able to put that money towards something else. And I just thought, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. I may have to yeah. stop and rethink that. They worked out. I'm not one for fake florals. However, yeah. Yeah. I right. packaged them to return them. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Right, so, right. Exactly. You've got you got that to deal with, and we're we're seeing that on the altars, a mixture of synthetic and real flowers. Right, and I think that goes with the green. You know, everybody's yeah. trying to be a little bit more earth friendly, especially because we had such a huge issue with getting florals. Shortages, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you kind of had to it that for a certain stretch of time, you had to kind of incorporate mm-hmm. both because there you couldn't get your hands on all real. Right, and transportation issues, and and now money, yeah. money wise, so. So, uh, I mean, we're almost to to our the. Oh God, I can't believe how quickly this went. I just I'd like you know, I have so many more questions. So, I want okay, to so Marcy and Brooke and Keith, I want you to both do some favor for me. Please, yeah. your bride in a hill. There were oh yes, no. There's no please, such thing please, as a bride please. in a flat. Who are you? You, talking you are to? talking to what? the. You already know. I refuse to wear. Keith makes me put right. my flats on the last two hours, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> but sometimes I have well, to. But I wear heels doing my right. job. No. Truck right they just shift your whole body, even if it's to the ceremony and right. the reception. Thank you. you know. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, who I'm puts so their bride happy. in a flat? Who? And you saw where is it Mologlonic that's doing the Birkins with that. Is more like uh, the blue uh, shoe with the big buck on it. I'm the wedding shoe. I haven't seen right that yet. Now. You're going. <laughs> You're going off the air. Nobody talks about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, but there is something to be said about a high heel shoe. It does. It makes you pull your shoulders back. Right. It, I it think everyone gets you. Everyone. I agree. Bro. You know, I'm five feet tall, so anything that's going to make me higher, you know, right. taller. I'm great. six foot, and I shouldn't wear them, and I still refuse. No, you, less no, you should wear them. It's an attitude. It just creates an attitude. And if you really see these legs, they go all the way up, honey. But you know what? If, <laughs> well, if, I if, bet if, they if, do, bro. <laughs> but if you want to switch out of your high heels later, fine. But right. for your ceremony, put on some high heels because yeah. it really does make a difference. And for, sorry, yeah. F stakes, practice. Oh, my God. If you've ever worn high heels, shoes, <laughs> practice. I, you know, the whole idea of vacuuming, you know, with your high heels on. That's not so far fetched, guys. I still do. They don't have to be five feet tall. I mean, five inches tall. I do. Be you know three or four inches, and it's still going to give you that effect because it's going to you feel that. I think. Oh, so this comes up for the wedding dresses. How many times have you had somebody do the fitting for the wedding dress and didn't bring the high heels? A lot, but you know, in the salon we have them. We have shoes, so we we try to tell them. The biggest thing when girls, well, I think it's out of fashion. It is out of fashion in this arena. Yeah, the the triple G's. So things are 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 going back to more of D's and C's. Right, Um, but for a bride to measure, and then their dress comes in, and they've had implants before, (laughs) or they don't bring render garments. And you're right. And you're like, uh, where, where are we supposed? Cause you know, when they're man-made, you, you, they you sit to go this way and dress yeah. used to be made this way because you had to herd them in. Right. Well, now they're under 
the muscle and they're just there. Well, it's people, like a baby's I, I, ass on your chest. I mean, it's ah! I love that. But you know, I, I, you know, it's funny that you even say that because I think that it's important for people to understand that if you know, we're not saying don't get plastic surgery. No, I'm, a no. huge, I'm a huge fan of plastic surgery. Is, no. fan I encourage it. I encourage it. Look up ass, baby. Right. But, I agree. What makes you feel good. Right. But your, your dress is going to fit differently. And it's important to talk to whoever you're getting your dress from that they understand what you're doing or what you're going to get done or what you've had done because it just measures differently. It just does. Yeah. You and, know? and try not to get pregnant. <laughs> and here's the Keith, and I've said this a thousand times too over the four years. Um, your number one job is to talk your brides out of bad decisions. Right. Yes. right. Monty, you know, including what I'm pregnancy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, now, don't make me a baby. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh my God. Was, that was I not in regards to that. But, well, yeah, we had a wedding. Actually, we had a wedding recently, and we had to put a whole bunch of new like tool on her because she was about four months pregnant. So we're right. trying to do everything we could to put. Yeah, you know. yeah. But we got to do the, we got to do the baby shower too. So, Yay. you know. <laughs> yeah, All right. I mean, Monty, uh, honey, Monty, thank you. Oh my God, you were awesome. I no. thank you so much for being on Behind the Veil. No, I cannot I, thank you enough. I mean, this conversation was wide ranging. I have to tell you, I, I, I put on I, the most expensive lashes I own for you, sir. I mean, this oh, was something and they for me. Fabulous, <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed you, you you fix yourself so the crown on top of the mirror almost centers on your head. Well, yes, uh, please. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> right. Brooke I want to let them know in case they forgot. <laughs> right. right. Brooke always has a ground. Monty <laughs> from Say Yes to the Dress and his new line, Monty, M-O-T-E. Monty Durham, thank you so much for being on Behind the Veil. Of course, Marcy Gutenberg with an Afraid to Remember by Marcy and the always beautiful Brooke Logan Stoner. We say thank you and we will see you next week at Tuesday at two o'clock. But for now, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Cheers.